Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? We got to talk about all the trade rumors, specifically with the Celtics, Drummond, Bertans. Do they fit if they, the Celtics are able to get them? Will the Celtics be able to get them? Probably not, guys. Hate to break the news to you. Kevin Love, drama in Cleveland. Drama, kind of, in Brooklyn. Shocker, Kyrie's kind of involved with that. Victor Oladipo is coming back. How, do, how does that shake things up for the East? And uh, Zion, are we ever going to see him again. Um, if you haven't already, you can leave a ratings review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, I think, allows you to leave ratings. We're also on Radio.com, too. If you leave a rating or review, make sure you take a screenshot, send it to us on Twitter or Instagram at 5OutPod to redeem your free t-shirt. And let's get it going! Look, I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. Yeah. So when we did the, uh, what was it, the, the episode a while back where we talked about guys that the Celtics could target, the big men that they could go after, because obviously that's the only thing that we think they need to get is a big man. Right. Drummond was not a guy that we brought up. Of course, we didn't think he was going to necessarily be available because they're a solid team, and Detroit's a team where you or a place where you can kind of get away with being seventh place, and you know fans are kind of interested, right? I think that's pretty fair. Then we go and then this rumor pops up on Friday from Yahoo Sports that the Celtics are one of the teams that are possibly in on Andre Drummond. Of course, I got to write that up and everything, and it does well, and everybody's like, "Oh, Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond." Then we get the Bertans thing that pops up. That was on Monday. That was from NBC Sports Washington that the Celtics are in on Davis Bertans yeah. too. Either guy, if the Celtics could get him, would you be interested? See, people are writing off, I want to call him Davis Bertans, just Americanize his, his name. Okay, it's fine. Davis is a guy I would... I'd, be, I'd want to go towards Drummond more so than Davis. Okay. I don't know much about Davis. I've only seen a handful of games, but I, I was telling you before, I'm kind of worried that he's a, a good player on a bad team, just kind of feasting with all the opportunities. Mm. Like, I don't think he's a guy that would ever start here in Boston. But Andre Drummond, you acquire him, he starts at day one. Yeah, he, de- he does. But the thing is with Drummond that I like him, don't get me wrong, it's just what, you have Cantor, you have him, it's a bit redundant. Yeah. He's obviously better than Cantor. There's no doubt about it. Much better, much better defender. Mm-hmm. Probably as good of a rebounder. I mean, better, better rebounder. Drummond's a better rebounder for sure. Yeah, well, I, I would say so too. But people kind of are down on. Are, I would say underestimate Cantor's rebounding abilities. You play him 36 minutes, he's going to get you 15 boards a game like Drummond is. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. Cantor's done. Yeah. He's done. Cantor, look, he's been a lot better. And I know there yeah. are a lot of writers right now who cover the beat that are all, hey, you know, you're underestimating Cantor, this, that, and whatever. But if you watch the little things and, and certain people are pointing them out, 
you'll see that like he, there's the flaws that are that we were worried about with Cantor. They're still very much there. Like he can't yeah. switch off a pick and roll. No, he can't guard wings. He is who he is. I mean, who was it the other night that they were playing? They're playing the. It was Ish Smith. He couldn't. There were three possessions in a row. Ish Smith. He got <laughs> stuck on him, and boom. Good Ish, Ish Smith is crafty now. He's he, crafty. He did well, and nobody really could stop him. But Cantor. I mean, he roasted him three times, and I think he scored on two of the occasions. But anyways, when it comes to Drummond, I I like him. Uh, I just I don't see how monetarily that's going to work. I see. Hey, well, yeah, what guy? is the contract? Is it, would, it ugly or what? He's like twenty seven. Million and then he has an option Ugh. for next year for twenty eight, I believe. Obviously, with the Pistons, it looks like he's not going to stay there. Even though Blake Griffin will be there, well, yeah, he'll be under contract still for next year. You have D Rose and everything. I don't know his contract situation off the top of my head, but with Drummond, I get it. You want to move him, and someone's going to want him. He's going to help some team. I, I just don't see how the Celtics get him unless you trade Gordon Hayward, and then you have to do some other uh, yeah, stuff. That's there. that's what I'm not willing to do. It's not going to happen. But the thing is, Ty, people are out on Hayward a little bit from what I see on Twitter. Well, they see the team play well without him, and it's easy to fall in love with. Hey, it's Glenn Ordway's cute little team. And oh, it's, I know you like that. Uh, uh, it's, it's so stupid. It's, it's, is, is he still saying that? Because I, I we haven't talked Celtics in a while. Okay, because I heard I was listening today and I heard Red Sox and I heard Patriots. So I was like, oh, I got a little excited. Yeah, so the Celtics lose to the Wizards and they get they don't get any grief from OMF because we don't get them any airtime during all this Patriots and Tom Brady stuff. So we have five out. Yeah, we do have five out where you can get all your basketball takes. But no, um, people do think that they they should trade Gordon Hayward because you see the regular season success and you're blinded by it because. This Celtics team, if you got rid of Gordon Hayward, it's clearly not as good in the playoffs. If, no. Even if you did just go one-for-one one swap of Hayward for Drummond, that team is not nearly as good. No, and not, the, when, not when you have Cantor, You too. need elite ball handlers and scores in the playoffs, mm-hmm. like more so than any big man. Like yeah. he, The Warriors have proven that like they would give the ball to Andrew Bogut, and he'd get some points in the regular season and stuff like that in their early dynasty stuff. But then, like when the playoffs came around, they couldn't play Bogan at all. Right, they'd, I, they'd start him for ten minutes, and that that'd be it. If you could add him and then get rid of a Cantor or some of the other role guys, then yeah, I would say that's fine. But not for Hayward, Brown, Tatum, Kemba. None of your, your those four guys. And, you didn't and Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart was going to be the, the next guy. I would say too. Yeah, I wouldn't get rid of him for any of those guys because you get rid of Smart and your defense becomes exponentially worse. Yeah. I understand there's a shooting thing. We do have a question from a listener that we'll get to in a little oh. bit. Um, but I, I think Drummond's a solid add. But it's just it's not going to work in terms of the roster and, and, and money and everything because there is a cap uh, and the Celtics have they acquired Kemba on a sign and trade so there's the hard cap for them and everything so it's just it's not as simple as everybody wants it to be. If you want it to be Hayward, it might be somebody else who's kind of important too. And I just don't see how Hayward, like you said, that Hayward's just not the right move. And when he's on, he is uh, he some he can look like the best player on the floor some nights for the Celtics. He absolutely can. Him, Tatum, even Brown sometimes. But Brown, I think, is a little more reliant on the other guys. Although you, when you were at the game, was it the Hawks game? Yes. When I left you up in the nosebleeds by you yourself. Uh, I you, had fun. You said, I think you tweeted out afterwards, right? That Jalen Brown. Best player on the Celtics? Was that what you said? That's a quick turnaround for me because I think when he got the max deal, I was like, Ooh, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if I'd do that. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money for a guy that's not proven. Now we'll... I, I always, that's, a, that's a bold statement for anybody, right? That he's the best because I don't think he's the best player on the Celtics. I think, I think he's the best player on the Celtics. No, come on, why? So who's the better offensive player? We'll, I we'll think, start there. I think the problem. I think the thing with Jalen is he needs Tatum and he needs Kemba to help him get. Uh, it gives him more space in his offensive but flow. Doesn't things. he always have a great athlete guarding him? He usually does, usually but but I think the better guys are usually on Tatum and Kemba, and then sometimes Hayward too. 
there are instances where that now happens. they do fear the, the the jumper and the scoring from Jason Tatum, but you do have to put your best athlete usually on the floor, which is probably your small forward a three mm. on Jalen Brown. But this isn't always the case. Sometimes they not have always hit. the case because Tatum's a very similar size guy. Yes. So you end up putting on him, mm-hmm. um, and so and same with Hayward. Yeah, hey, look, I, I, I'll give you this. But Jalen's three wall has been much better than Tatum's recently. So much better. The thing is, I feel like Jalen takes advantage of the open looks way better than Tatum does, and yeah. he's much better finisher at the rim too. Good God, a million times better. Uh, but the thing is, I that's don't why he's the better player. He doesn't get those looks. With, th- th- that's a huge thing, though, Ty. He needs to get those looks. He can't get them without Tatum and Kemba. So he needs one of those guys. So right? wouldn't you say that the same thing, um, vice versa, that Jalen Ta- J- Jason Tatum is benefiting from the defense sticking on Jalen Brown, who is great at backdoor cuts or hitting that open corner three. Mm. It's a, they both benefit both ways. They do benefit both ways, and I know this is kind of like a Belichick and Brady yeah. kind of argument thing. They're but great together. I, they are great together. They are together. But I think with, with Tatum, no. I think he gets to the basket a little bit more easily. I don't think – I think he can handle a double team a little bit better. He creates space. He has that sidestep um, step back that he does that's, that's pretty much unguardable. Yeah. Sometimes he does it too often. But T- Brown doesn't have those moves. Yes, he's a better ball handler, and yes, he's, he's awesome with his left hand better with his left hand at the rim than Tatum is. I just don't think he can get there as efficiently from what I, I've seen. I think he's getting smarter as a ball handler, especially in the pick and roll. Like I don't know if I'm a prisoner of the moment and just watch the last handful of games where Jalen's kind of had to take more of a leadership role because mm-hmm. Kevin's been out with the For sure. He seems like he is getting smarter in terms of coming off the pick and roll and breaking a guy down and getting to the line. Like yeah. what he's had like ten free throw attempts in like every game in the past yep. few games. Like he's getting a lot better at that. Like that was something where I in the offseason when like we were talking about, hey, is it Brown or is it Tatum? Which one would you take? Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if he had that type of game in him. I thought he would only score off of like, you know, his athleticism or the open corner three. Like now he's right. scoring as a primary ball handler. For sure. And that's not something you really ever thought that would be a big part of his game and it really started to become that. There have been moments where I'm like, Oh man, is Brown is is he the best guy? But there are some nights where he, he kinda t- he just he can't get the opportunities that he wants, but you're right. He's he's grown so much more. I mean, he's definitely worth the money based on what we're seeing this year. And if you and I, we can agree on this. Yeah. If you combine the two of them together, who Brown and Tatum? Yeah. Then yeah. you have then. I mean, that's he's one of the best, like top five players in the game. Eyes closed, no questions asked. If you combine them together, and the one thing, like, all the good things. I mean, the one edge we always gave Tatum over Brown was shooting. Yep. Uh, yeah. But Brown's been doing that better than Tatum. Exactly. And Brown recently. is more and aggressive, is a be- more aggressive, a better athlete, better defender. Mm-hmm. So why do we always think that this is a lot closer of a matchup in terms of just we always say Brown and Tatum are are neck and neck? But mm-hmm. I always hear, I mean, at least before this season, a lot of people were taking Tatum over Brown, but more so that oh, yeah. that Jalen's kind of broke broke out this year. I don't really hear the. The opposite that that Brown's done better than him. You, I'm surprised I don't hear that more. Huh? Um, is it too to, early in the season to make I that think, evaluation? I think part of the problem is that when I think people see some of the same thing of what I see with Tatum, and I think that is the biggest difference maker with him is as much as Brown is more efficient when he gets open, Tatum creates space very well. Brown does not. And that's do something that. flashy, and it's easy to kind of uh, attach to and like. It, it's just, and it makes a huge difference. I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're getting you know th- uh, uh, a foot of space off a guy where you have Brown, maybe he doesn't get that unless he has someone there to help him, someone else to you know draw the defense's attention. Then he's not going to get those open right. looks that he needs. But I, and I think with Tatum, you would think he'll eventually start getting those open looks. But man, he's gotten better finishing. But it's still there. There was a night. Who was was it the Hawks game? 
I think it was the Hawks game. He went two for sixteen, right? He did. Oh and my god! And all the but shots. But he, he got to the free throw one. Though, all which is the what shots are in the paint, though. Yes. Oh, I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell's going on? And then they go, of course, against your Bulls. Yeah. He goes off. I think he missed two shots that night. Yeah. Zach Levine's probably guarding most of the game. I, I didn't watch that game to be honest. I I stopped watching the Bulls. They're, they're, <laughs> they're so hard to watch. They, they, honestly, you know, I mean, they were actually favorites against the Bulls in that game. They were a one half point favorite at home hosting the Celtics. It was the it was a second half back to back on the road. For Boston, which is mm. is really hard for any NBA team, right? But there's no scenario on earth where the Bulls should be favorites over the Celtics in any game. That's, this, that's ridiculous. So the the Celt the Bulls were the Bulls were one and a half point favorites at home against. They were. The yeah, that, the I was blown away by that one. I thought that it was, was weird. I, yeah, I think we're saying it was the other and, it was a close game most of the way. But anyways, yeah. that's no. Yeah. It's, yeah, you're honestly, and I like Kobe. You know that, but they're just they they need to get rid of uh, Boylan. They desperately need he's, to. He's developing all twelve. Uh, they, they have zero idea what the frig is going on there. But uh, Laurie, I thought looked a little bit better for the most part. But um, with the Tatum and Brown stuff, when you look at them, obviously we could have the Celtics could have lost one of them, if not both of them, had they traded for Anthony Davis last year. Obviously Tatum was the guy who had to go, and there was thought that they would have to get rid of Brown too. If they were going to keep Kyrie, I would have been all about that move 1,000% because Anthony Davis has been an animal this year. Yep. And uh, it's clear he just needed another guy to play with. Whether he needs to be the alpha or whatever, that's another story. But we didn't know what was going on with Kyrie. It looked like a bad move. You were going to be, you were going to have AD for a year and a half if you traded for him before the deadline. Now it looks like the, so now the Lakers have him. He's doing well. And now we get this report from Chris Haynes. He was offered a four-year extension for what was $146 million? 146, yep. $146 million extension to stay with the team. And he says, nah, I'm going to test for agency. He's not going to pick up his option for next year, which would be worth, I think it was $28 million? Yeah, 28 and a half, yep. Okay. So he has all that. Nope, nope. And I don't know how someone doesn't think this is a, people don't think this is a big deal. Do I actually... Who was it that we were listening to? Was it Scotty Pippen? I'm not. You don't need to pull up this on. Was Scotty Pippen that didn't think it was a big deal? So right? it was no deal at all. It was nothing. It was nothing. Okay, that's okay. So I get it. Scotty knows he's been in the business, but I, I just I, I think that that is an issue, don't you? When, when you first asked me about this, I, I think I responded basically with what Scotty said was, "Oh, this is no big deal. He, he can cash in for five years in 202, which Fine. was like four or five million dollars extra per season." But then again, nothing's guaranteed now. I mean, no. I mean. Guaranteed. My point is, nothing's guaranteed. As in, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Like he could have an injury in tonight's game and not get that max deal going down the road. He probably would because mm. he's Anthony freaking Davis. He, he, you get the KD treatment. I think he's close. I, to I, that. He probably would, but he's been banged up his entire career, where it's kind of been a question mark. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my point is, if you know you're going to be there, and you made this point, why not say, hey, you know, this is a formality. I'm going to be back here. I'm going to be a Laker for life. I'm going to be here for the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that five years, $200 million at the end of the offseason. Laker right. fans, don't worry about it. I mean, I'm back here. I'm committed. I'm committed to the Lakers brand. Definitely. He didn't say that. That's the biggest issue. You you come if that When that report comes out, you should get out ahead of it and say, I'm here forever. I don't want my fans, who I genuinely care about, to... You know, go and freak out and have to deal with what Boston dealt with last year. You don't have to say that second part, but that's what happened. And that now looking at it, it's like, whoo, I couldn't have been more right for the Celtics because he, there's no way he would have resigned because now there's that shred of doubt. If he's not going to quell it, which he could have earlier this year when he sat down with Rachel Nichols or was like late 2019, whatever, he could have totally addressed that. He could have said, I'm going to be here forever, but we'll worry about the money when we get there, blah, blah, blah. And the whole thing with these guys now, too, is that money's not the issue, right? I mean, isn't that right. we're hearing? It. They care. I think Windhorse is one that said it a while back. They care more about where they're going to be, 
Well, this is one of the two teams. Once he cut it down, that list, right? Right. It was four, then it was two. This was one of the two teams, and you're with LeBron James. What's he he got everything he wanted. Exactly. So what's the issue? I understand I understand you want an extra 50. That's fine. But say something. Say something a little bit more. Right. Get out ahead of it. It's, it's, he, he's playing the game like he is somebody who will listen to all offers in free agency, exactly. which makes Laker fans scared. Yeah. And it makes Celtics fans be like, oh, well, I mean, can we get him in this offseason? He's going to be he's going <laughs> to no, be in free agency. No, no, no way. No, that's not going to happen. Oh, you're, you're, Celtics fans absolutely. Patrick Gilroy is now printing out Anthony Davis jerseys right now. He is so <laughs> ecstatic about this news. No, that unless um, I don't think the money would allow it unless Gordon opted out. And then I think they could make it work, but I'd have to go crunch the numbers. Don't quote me on that. I don't, but I don't think I don't think Gordon's not going to opt out either. He's going to stick for the next no. year. It'd be off by like five or ten million dollars. I think like Gordon's like thirty-two, and Anthony would would, would be getting what two hundred over five. That's forty. Well, and then there's the whole thing about uh, bird rights and everything too, because he got yeah. traded, so he they can give him more money and everything. So he would definitely lose by going somewhere else. But like we've heard, these, for these guys, the money doesn't matter as much. So you can make more yeah. money than he would have if he did this extension now, but not quite as much as he would in the offseason. And I don't know how, like Lakers fans, I'm sorry, like Ty and I are being as objective as we can with this shit. I, it's the truth. You like if you're not worried about Anthony Davis and his future with the, with the organization past this year, you're you're kidding to yourself. Because all Celtics fans, everybody covering the team last year. I'll live through it after whenever he said, well, Kyrie said, you know, fuck Thanksgiving. Yep. Don't use that drop on OMF. No, no. Um, but but anyway, um, it's a, it's, it is, it's a weird one. And, and, I mean, they're doing so well. They're an unstoppable force. He is a beast. Him, Dwight Howard, and, and McGee, what was it? They had like uh, – they, they, Don't forget Dwight. What did, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say Dwight. Got to show him respect. It was, it was him. Matt's Dwight. not here to do that this week. It, it was it was McGee, Dwight, and AD combined for what was it like close to twenty blocks as a team. They finished like twenty blocks in the game. It was close to their franchise yeah. high. They've clearly got something right there. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it was speaking of the big man stuff though. Back to Bertans because we kind of just glazed yeah. over him. I don't see. Like, I, I after watching his last game that he played in because he's been out with a quad injury. He seems again another guy that's kind of redundant. But one that would fit in the system relatively well, but I don't know how you play him and you play Cantor and Tice, because I feel like he's like Tice. You mentioned um, giving up stuff for Drummond. It's it's something that the Celtics wouldn't do. You'd have to give up a main piece. But what yeah. do you what do you give up for uh, Davis Bertans is how I call him. He is, yeah. Uh, he's getting $7 million this year. So, I mean, that wouldn't take as much, but... But you'd have to give up a rotational guy from the Celtics probably to get him. Yeah. And so, I, was it Shemi and... Uh, you're not, you're not getting up a first-round one pick. Of our, one of our listeners, uh, Jordan Benoit, I forget his handle on Twitter, I apologize, but he put one in the ESPN trade machine, and it was Poirier and Shemi Ojale. Shemi Ojale. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I would do that. I, I, I mean, I'm an Ojale guy I for would, sure, but yeah. why the hell would Washington do that? They, that makes no sense. They've been You're saying, betting on Vincent Poirier to be a legit like rotational guy, but you already have that in, in Davis. You get Poirier's name right, but you deliberately say Berton's first name wrong? Well, it's like Christian Fourier, so it's, it's uh, very easy for oh, me. Oh, you're such a kiss-ass. It's very easy for me. Uh, Vincent Poirier. Oh, that's what it, oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, a little close there. Um, but, 
But I would do, yeah. I mean, if the, from the Celtics, I'd make that move, and then you have right. a chance at maybe resigning. Unless maybe. you're getting a pick from the if if the Wizards are getting a pick from Boston, like if they're not, then why would you do it? Yeah, the if you're w- not getting like Romeo Carson or a first round pick or a core guy, then like why? The Celtics have been saying. I mean, the, sorry, the Wizards, according to the the report on NBC Sports um, Washington, they've been saying that there's no way that the, the, I'm sorry. They want to extend him past this year. So their core is going to be Wall, Beal, and Bertans, I guess. And Bertans is an awesome outside shooter. He's a better outside shooter than Tice. Tice is a better defender, but they both move well. They both can, like, you know, slash a little bit for big guys. And, and Davis has gotten better every year. Like, yes. Literally every year, his stats go up. So if you, even if you don't watch him, it's hard to say he's not getting better every year. Yeah, he'd be a solid ad for sure. Bench scoring, if you want to have him come off the bench, I think that would be the right move because him and Tice are, are very interchangeable. Um, I, my only, again, my thing is that they're the same player, but it works in their system. It's just you have Cantor in the mix, and if you want to use Cantor, then Bertans doesn't make a ton of sense. If you move Cantor, I, I, again, we have to go in the ESPN trade machine. I guess you could probably do that, but he's on an exception, so I don't know. The freaking NBA like money thing, the, the, the payroll and all that crap, salary cap always confuses me. But um, anyway... So I don't see that one happening either. I think it's it's worth asking, and I'm sure there'll be other guys Celtics start asking about too. Dr- Drummond and Davis. You don't see either happening. No, I mean, no. The, 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 I would say, see, I would think Bertans. If if Davis Bertans was on the Pistons, I could see that one happening. Much more likely happen to happen than uh, Drummond. But Drummond needs too much. It's too much money, and then the and the Wizards want to keep Bertans. Right. I mean, in the, the Celtics, it's a situation where you want to give nothing to get back something. And it, just, yeah. it doesn't. It never works that way unless you give up the pick, which the Celtics should absolutely. They they got to start thinking about trading that pick if they're going to make a move. You got to throw that in there as like a sweetener. I can tell you one guy who absolutely would never trade for Andre Drummond, Paul Pierce. Oh my God, he eviscerated. Did he? Andre Drummond recently, yes. Game is passing guys like him by. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. You know, when you watch the center <laughs> position, if you're not shooting threes and putting the ball on the ground from from the wing and getting to the basket, then you know we don't. What position are you? This 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 guy right here, the game is passed by guys like him, DeAndre Jordan. We don't see these players anymore because teams are moving away from this type of center. They want a more skilled center who can stretch the defense, Porzingis, Anthony Davis, etc. Now, he's right about that, but I wouldn't say that guys like Drummond have no place in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, Drummond's one of the best rebounders out there. He's just been the on Celtics a Celtics bat- have Taco Fall on the roster. Like, exactly. Who he, is, he, is the most limited player in the league. Yeah, and you're not just you're not just keeping him for the ratings. There's no way. No. Yeah, they, they, it's because it's worthwhile. If you can get a guy who can protect the rim. I think Jordan, like, there's the guy with DeAndre Jordan. The issue with him is, well, even then, he's going to be with Kyrie and K- KD next year. He's still going to be a helpful piece, him and Jared Allen. Yeah. Jared Allen was successful early in the season. He's really slowed down a lot. But when you have an athletic guy who can go catch a lob, that does help. You don't need multiple guys like that on the team. Just look at what Robert Williams was doing in like his first three weeks of the season. You're like, exactly. wow, I don't know what he could do, but I know he can catch lobs. And, and that's he, a whole game, uh, part of your offense that you can't defend sometimes. Exactly. And then you have, and then it's also the same guy who can be a rim protector, yeah. too. So I say, I mean, they, they can legitimately block shots. Now you could say, well, Tice is blocking shots, too. I get that. But when you have a guy who's a little bit taller, a little bit stronger, I mean, it makes a difference. You can't tell me it doesn't. So, yeah, it, those guys are few and far between, I guess. Would be. Yeah, few and far between. But to say that they're just going to go away forever. And I think Jackie McMullen actually did a story on how, like, the low post guys are like that, that that type of player is like under attack now and huh. everything. I haven't read it yet, but I, I mean, if Jackie's writing, it's probably worthwhile. But another big man who's um, been in the news lately, of course, is Kevin Love. 
Oh yeah. He had the whole little freak out thing the other day on the court. Was it was it a uh, Sexton that he freaked out on? Yeah, I think it was Sexton. Yeah, it was Sexton who yeah, had the key. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he has that whole freak out thing, and he po- tweet that uh, was it posts on Instagram. I love my teammates. All this stuff and everything's been. I love my teammates. I love my teammates. I love my teammates. Not yeah. the organization. The actions don't match the words. Not beeline. Well, yeah, but that's fine. But he, but he's not t- talking about his team. He's talking about his teammates. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah. It, I mean, I think that's a little deliberate, don't Remember you? Remember the Tristan Thompson talking about the anonymous player talking to the athletic about John Beeline? Maybe that was Kevin Love. It might have been. It could have been Kevin Love. It looks like it right now. That's a good call. I forgot about that whole yeah. Tristan Thompson thing. It seems like it. It's it's a little it's a little odd. The optics. It's a veteran who is is unhappy with being in a losing situation because remember when they traded? Well, they didn't trade LeBron. Did they trade LeBron? No, they didn't trade LeBron. They traded LeBron. <laughs> exactly. Like, Could you well, imagine that? Well, like maybe well, maybe they decided like, hey, we can get some return for him. Anyways. It's like not resigning so Tom Brady. So when LeBron decided to go to the Lakers, um, they told Kevin Love, like, we're not going to be a tanking team. Like, this is a team that's going to be playing in contention for the playoffs every year. <laughs> they told him that two years ago. They've been the top five pick back-to-back years. How? But how They're can lying you... to his face, so but I would like... be pissed if I were him, too. But that's not John Beeline's fault for, for the past couple of years. No, it's not. This but year only. How can Kevin Love, if you have a brain, or if your agent has a brain, look at that situation and say, you know what? They're not going to have LeBron, but we're still going to contend. Who wants to go there unless you unless you're drafted? You're not like you have no Cleveland. You go there. It's just like the Knicks. You go there because you cannot get a job elsewhere. Why would you want to play there? It's cold. Cleveland sucks. Contrary to what the song says, Cleveland was home. Exactly. I said it. So so there you go. Why why would you want to be there? I don't. So Kevin Love's an idiot. This is for you. Unless you're him or unless you have the chance to play with him. Or if KD went there and said, I want to be better than LeBron was. That's the only, that would actually be kind of cool. If someone said, I want to go to Cleveland and be better than LeBron was in his team. One of LeBron. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to win two titles here instead of one. That would be great. But that's the only reason. And you're not, and Kevin Love's not going to go and do that like LeBron did. No. That's why no one's there. Because they all smartened up. They all, it's like, you need to be smart. You just know. You have half a brain. Like you and I do. So I don't, I, I mean, Kevin Love did this to himself. I don't feel bad for him at all. You're, you're, I don't know, you wanted the money. You're just going to go down as a guy who was always better than his numbers suggested. H- has he requested a trade yet? I don't think you there's You can't been a- publicly do that. Like, Dwayne Dedman got fined like $50,000 from the Kings I think for he- requesting a trade publicly. So you can't do it publicly, but like, come on. He's, he should, he, be, able to go, has. he should th- be able to go into Dan Gilbert's office and be like, uh, I want out of here, please. I think there was a rumor at one point that he wanted to go to a contender, possibly. And I think somehow he got then got linked to the Blazers, who are not a contender no, right no. now. God damn! What the hell happened to them? I, I don't know. I and, think I had him in my top ten in my preseason power rankings, and yeah, I think we bring in Mello, and that team just felt. I mean, Mello and Whiteside on the same team, and they've fallen <laughs> apart. Like I'm not blaming on those two guys, but like, come on here, their core is pretty much similar to what they've always had. I think Drummond was linked to the Blazers and the Hawks too. The Hawks and another team that have been savage disappointments, too, even though Trae Young is getting all the love yeah. under the sun. Um, oh, that's right. Oladipo's coming back. We, he's working out with the Mad Ants, too. I was surprised to see that news because I, I, I kind of forget about him. But with, with the Pacers, they're still in the thick of things, everything yeah. in the East. But have you come over to my side of the, the thinking that there's no way they're going to contend this year in the postseason because we don't because he's just not going to be – the same Victor Oladipo that we were used to that we saw last year because his his legs not going to allow him to do that. Now I do like them having Malcolm uh, running the point for them. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon, obviously, um, he's really damn good. But they lost Bogdanovich, like he's out in Utah now. Like that was a big 
part of their team last year in scoring. Like yep. they haven't really replaced him. You brought in like Jeremy Lamb, mm-hmm. and I don't even know who else. Well, I you mean, got Brogdon now. Yeah. So, I mean, so that, you have, that, yeah. yeah, Brogdon and Miles Turner, and you're adding in uh, Victor Oladipo to give you a, a pretty decent big three. I don't think that team. It's a bonus. I, I think if that yeah, if that team is completely healthy and Victor returns to form. That team is better than last year's team on paper. Yeah, well, but when, that's a lot of big questions. You mean the in the postseason? Yeah, the team that played against the Celtics got swept in that four-game series against mm-hmm. a bad Celtics team. At that point, they got right. swept. They got their ass handed to them. Yes. Yeah. But this year's Celtics team, if they come back healthy, Vic returns to form. On paper, they're better than last year's team. I right. believe. But if he comes, but my question is, do you think he's going to come back and be where he was last year? Just right I, away. I don't fl- know. A torn like, quad. It seems pretty ridiculous to come back from. That's what I think. I don't think he's going to be the same guy he was last year. I think he'll be good. Um, at, at best, he's not. I mean, last year he was looking like a all NBA player before he got hurt. Yeah, there's no, there's no way next year the Pacers will be a problem. The East is going to be a, is going to be ridiculous next year because you'll have KD back. Kyrie will actually be playing. He's now so he misses Tuesday's game against the Thunder. That marks 25 straight for Kyrie Irving that he's been out. That's the longest stretch of his career. When did Victor tear his quad? Uh, I want to say January or Fe- it's definitely January, or February. I can't remember which month though. Okay, but it's been a while. But I mean, he's back w- working out with the Mad Ants and everything. Yeah. So I mean, that's their G League team and everything. It's great. I-, I want him to come back and be ready to go right away. It's good for basketball. I, I like when the Pacers have a good team. Um, but it's just good for the East to-, to have another somewhat contender. I just cannot buy them no. as being contenders no matter what this year. There are three teams in the East, and. Mm, I want to say three in the West who's right your now. Thir- who's your third in the East? Is it Sixers? Sixers, Sixers, yeah. Bucks, Celtics. Yeah, but I'd, I think Sixers are third for sure right now, and then it's Bucks, Celtics. Oh. I think in the long run, I think I put the not to go down a different argument, but I think no, I, would, I would probably put the Sixers ahead of Boston at Still? this at this point. At this point, I probably would. With all the bullshit and they I, got going you on, haven't, you haven't seen it this season at all. And they have a lot of bullshit going on, but I think they figure it out. I, th- I think they end up figuring it out. And oh, a two handed monster of Simmons and Embiid is better than anything the Boston can throw so, at them. I don't think we've had a chance to talk about this because the last two episodes that were like, uh, was it? I've oh, been like, I've been like once yeah. a month type deal on this on this podcast. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, been sick. Been gone in Florida. You guys have been. It's the holidays were around. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, and then you weren't able to come for uh, the last Lord Hobo. We had to fill in with uh, with Wiggy for God's oh. sake. Yeah, he actually didn't do that bad. But the last two episodes, um, the last two like normal episodes that we did, we kind of ignored the uh, the news that was going on for the most part, and, and we didn't touch on. I don't know if we did with Wiggy. I don't think we did, but we didn't touch on the. No, we did a little bit. The Horford stuff, how he's kind of, you know, sounds like he's kind of complaining a little bit about his situation in in uh, in Philly. He's not get be able to have as much say in the offense and things like that. Blah blah blah. And it, it's just weird to see them. Uh, Matt Matt called it months ago, like when the, not months ago. It was probably at some point in late November. It's kind of weird seeing them go through the same stuff the Celtics went through last year, and you have one commonality, and that's freaking Al Horford. Yeah. I mean, so I I don't know how you can look at that and say, I I still think they they have the chance to be a contender, but I view them the same way as I think everybody viewed the Celtics last year, where it's like, yeah, they're good, they have the talent, but they can't get it all going together, and I just don't I'm not convinced that they're going to get it all going together. They can't only get right. a night, but and you lost guys like JJ Redick, who was big for shooting. You replaced him with Josh Richardson, who was a better athlete, but clearly not as good of a no, shooter. No, no, yeah, who else exactly. did they lose? Uh, they had to have lost more than just J.J. Redick. I think they, oh, they lost Jimmy Butler. Oh, shit. How did I forget about Jimmy Butler? It's okay. I, honestly, I did too at first. I, I always forget Jimmy Butler for some reason. And they've been 
They've been doing well. The Heat too. have been really good this year. They I, they haven't slowed down at all. I mean, someone some could say that they're a contender in the East. I just no. Don't. Uh, some I, might. The record indicates they would be, but I would say no. I would not. say that the so when I look at it, whenever I say someone's a contender, I look at it and say, all right, who are, like the Bucks are obviously the cream of the crop, right? So who could the who can beat the Bucks? I think in, in the, a playoff series. In the playoff series, yeah. I think the Celtics can beat the Bucks, yep. and I think the Sixers Sixers can beat the Bucks. Yep. I don't think the Heat can, but if the, somehow it shakes out where the Celtics knock off the Bucks sooner, or the 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 Sixers did. Like if one of them was the four seed and the Bucks were the one, you, right. you know what I'm saying? And they played them a little bit sooner. Then I think the Heat can beat the Celtics in the series, and I think they could beat the Sixers in a series. So that's why I say that. I don't see any other team outside of that, though, at this point, that could kind of make that jump. Now, we were talking about Indiana. Mm. I think the ceiling for Indiana is higher than Miami. I think Miami— Right now? I think—well, I'm Without, talking about so, in a playoff series as a contender. I would not put Miami in there. Even with Vic out? If, no, I'm saying Vic's coming back. That's what but if he comes about. back, and, okay. But I uh, say I don't think he, uh, next year I I would agree with that statement. Yeah, it's it's a huge bet to say that he's gonna be the, the guy he was. But let's yeah. say Vic's eighty percent of what he was. Uh, I'm not, if he's eighty percent of what he was, you add him to that Pacers team. That's fair. The Pacers beat the Bucks yep. in in Indianapolis without um mm-hmm. without Vic on their team. That's fair. It's I, a one game sample size, but to say that I, my point is, I would take the Pacers in a playoff series to beat the Bucks over the Heat. Okay. I'm not saying they would beat them, but their chances mm-hmm. are better as opposed to Miami's chances of facing the Bucks. I don't think. Yeah, and I don't think Miami's going to beat them in the playoffs. Yeah. I just think that I don't they, think either would, but the would chances take are better. A lot for the Bucks to do that. I will say, if you're right, if Vic is at 80, percent they're fine. I don't think he's going to be at 80. No. percent I think they're lucky if he's 70. percent Are we, are we crazy to say Toronto's done too? Oh, they might be. They just lost Van Viet, Van Vliet too, right? That's another team I actually totally forgot about because Siakam's been out since before Christmas. Yeah. Gasol's been out pretty much the same amount of time too. They need too. Gasol too. He's he's like the second point guard on their team. God, Kyle Lowry is so annoying to watch. I can't. I mean, very, very inconsistent. A, he's just a freaking pest though too. He yeah. just chirps so much. He's I like mean, smaller Marcus Smart. Yeah, smaller Marcus Smart. We think he, it's, he's a five-time All Star. Is he really? A five-time freaking all-star, Kyle Lowry. He's had a quiet career from a guy who's bounced around. He's like his third or fourth NBA team. I mean, I he's been in Toronto forever, but he was in Houston. You remember with the Rockets? No, I don't. Kyle Lowry with the Rockets? No. No, like, no. no not at all. I, I, I saw a 2018 like NBA championship like uh, season interview on the plane. I was like, God, it's like, it's like Kyle Lowry who's bounced around with NBA teams with multiple stops. And he started in Philly, and now he was in Houston, and then he's now in Toronto. And I'm like, what? Kyle Lowry was with the Houston Rockets? I don't remember any of that. Yeah. That's wild. I did not know that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with Siakam out there and him healthy, and then if you have Gasol, I just don't know. Do you want to keep all the guys? Like, do, what's the – oh, It wasn't Philly. It was Memphis he started his career with. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't remember that either. I didn't know any of that. Um, yeah, with Siakam in Toronto, uh, they could beat the Celtics and the Sixers, too, for sure, in a seven-game series. They're damn good at home, too. They are damn good at home. I don't know about them versus the Bucks necessarily, though. Siakam's been a lot better this year. I, yeah, I'm forgetting about are them. Are the Bucks better than last year, too? The Bucks better than last year. I don't know about that either because— You, you lost Nicole Miritich. Exactly. And you lost Malcolm Brogdon, which is the— You lost the, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Which, Hasn't Bledsoe been out for a bit for them, too? Like I, the last— Handful of weeks. I gotta double check that. that but the Middleton's been. I mean, I'm not. He, like, he's just a guy. Uh, yeah, he's just. He, he's an all star, but he's just. He's like. I think he's like on the Kyle Lowry level. Yeah, he's a good player, but he's not as good as his money. 
necessarily as yeah, much as he gets paid. He's making all-star teams, whereas Jalen Brown is fighting to make the all-star team this year, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah, but he, so ridiculous. Yeah, well, seventh the, in the friggin' front court voting. He still has a good chance. Yeah, uh, the other two guys. I mean, uh, Tatum and Brown have a much better. I mean, Tatum and uh, Kemba have a much better chance. Devontae Graham, though. I mean, like if if Jalen was put in as a as a forward, he'd probably be. He'd probably be right there with Taco. He's in the guards, right? He's in the guards. He's in the guards. Yeah, that's, that's a weird. Yeah, it's real tough. But he, he'll he get in, I think, on the coach's vote. Yeah. He, or someone will pull up for injury. It's like, what, top five at each of those groups? Yeah, because Kyrie, Kyrie might win it, yeah. the whole thing, because he's leading it. Speaking of Kyrie, we, we finally heard from him. He broke his silence. Um, apparently, he loves Boston. I'm assuming he was talking about the team and not necessarily the uh, the city because he had the whole thing with everybody booing him and, and whatnot. And he's apparently, honestly, I have. Uh, if someone labeled me as a Kyrie defender, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't blame them. I'm, I, but I, like, up to this point, I'm done. Though I don't know if I've said it already, but I'm done. It's it, the guy when he was talking about his stuff um, in Brooklyn about well, he's talking about the organization and the team and everything. I'm just listening to him, and it's like, dude, you just. I I don't. I, it sounds so eerily similar to last year's nonsense, and I've said that once already this year, and I'm tired of it. I really am. I just think he wants to do. He wants to win, but he wants to do it on his terms. He Kyrie wants to do it his is way. Controversial. Shut up, Rob. I, 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 I'm done with it. I, I, I think he's a great player. It's just, it's too much for me to really appreciate his game in the same capacity. The, the Nets will be good when Kevin Durant comes back and you have Kyrie Irving, but I just don't like the way he talks about his teammates. And 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 Kevin Durant is uh, honestly for all the shit we give him, the fact he's dealing with all this stuff with Kyrie and handling himself, himself fine. I got a lot more respect for KD. I really do. Because yeah. he, he said, I'm going to let Kyrie do his thing. That takes a lot. That is not easy. I don't know if it would... I have nothing to disagree with that. I just, I, Kyrie is a guy who, I think a couple weeks ago we had an argument about, like, oh, well, he's still the better player than Kevin Walker. He, of course he makes teams better. Well, the Nets seem just fine without him. Like, obviously he would Well, improve, they were for a while. He would improve their team. But, like, at some point you're just like... All right, we're gonna move on without you. Like, are you gonna play or not? Like, yeah, what is going on here? It's like, a weird situation. He's like, not. I, I want to play this cut. Made yeah. no sense to me. It's Kyrie talking about he avoided anti-inflammatories in this recovery. He's been out. How long did you say? Twenty-five games. Twenty-five in a row? consecutive games. It's like over uh, what? Almost a month and a half, and he hasn't played. And this is something that could get him back on the court earlier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, almost he's two months. Deciding against it. How does this make any sense? I'm in a better place now. Now that's been <laughs> some significant time. I tried to go without any anti-inflammatories, which is why it took so long. And now I'm at a place where you know the next step in any progression was the uh, cortisone shot or get surgery. So you know that was the uh, ultimatum I was uh, fixed with. Now I'm just doing the best I can to live off this cortisone and, and move forward if I need surgery in the future. Yeah. So what's what's the part that bugs you most in all of this? I'm, I'm, is it the anti-inflammatory it's, thing? Yeah, it's it's choosing to not take anti-inflammatories. I, that, I've never heard an athlete say that. Well, I mean, he could be, uh, what is it, like um, like, uh, like uh, against Western medicine and stuff? Uh, what's the term? I, I can't An remember idiot. Well, yeah, it could be that. My my thing that bugs me with all this is like you go the the what I don't understand is okay, anti-inflammatory, I get it. You want alternative medicine, right. alternative forms of medicine is what I think I was going for. But you you're about that life, fine, whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't have Western medicine as well. Right. I mean, it's a flat earth believer. Exactly. Well, that's but those same people they they don't like Western medicine. I understand that. But then you're like I'm going to take a cortisone shot. That like that's not you're, you're not on the you're deviating from your Line there, like doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me? Cortisone shots. I was always under the impression that those were worse because you're. That's you're, like a last case scenario for pain relief, isn't yeah, it? You're like there are some injuries where you can get a cortisone shot and you're not going to get more hurt, but it's really just masking the pain. 
I don't understand where if you're concerned this is going to lead to surgery, how a cortisone shot is going to do that. I mean, if, if you're going to have surgery no matter what, then just honestly just get out of the way. I would just do that because we all knew coming into the year, no matter what the Nets said, that it, they weren't going to win it this year. No, that was never the plan or goal. No, it was no top way. four seed would be great. Like it'd be a successful season, but nobody had aspirations of them even like going deep or. Anything. I thought they were going to. I thought they were going to f- create a stink in the first round and be a tough first round opponent, and that's what could end up happening with the Raptors too. Like they could, the they won't go against the Bucks, but they could go against the Celtics or the the Sixers possibly in the course of things because they just the way things are shaking out for them. But um, yeah, I don't. I, I just don't like get, get honestly. I would say get the surgery at this point. It's just just call it a year. Let the the Nets figure it out. Figure out who the guys are they want to move forward with next year and go from there. It's 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 bizarre. Um, and I just I, I'm uh, Kyrie's just pissing me off. I mean, ask me July first. Yeah, I, I asked me July first. Okay, but then the whole thing with him getting shut down. I'm a little confused with this sound. Like you, you so this is Windhorse and Ramona Shelbourne right on on the jump. Right. They jumped today or yesterday, maybe? So they're talking about the idea of Kyrie getting shut down. Yeah, it's about them talking about the idea of shutting down Kyrie. Would you do it or would you not? And that was the question. I would he- do it. I'm at that point. And here's uh, Brian Windhorst and Ramona Shelburne on ESPN at the jump. So, Brian, should the Nets shut Kyrie down? It's not up to the Nets. Mm. It's up to Kyrie. So the thing is, um, I don't agree we talk with about that. player empowerment all the time in relative to roster construction, but... There's a wave of player empowerment when it comes to medical decisions. So Kawhi's hmm. scenario is A1A example of that. You know, in that interview, Kyrie talked about how he didn't want to take anti-inflammatories, which could have shortened the recovery process. He really wanted to avoid surgery. He really wanted to avoid a cortisone shot. And I understand that. You know, Kyrie has had a history where he's had surgeries that have gone sideways. Yeah. He's had infections. He's, had, he's played through injuries that have led to other injuries. I understand why he's being conservative. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be his call on this. So, I, I- okay, I mean that's that's fair. Like, I, I get his point with yeah. Kyrie having the concerns and whatnot. Surgery, you don't want to get surgery ever. But it, I don't think it's just up to the player anymore. Yes, the player can say I'm not playing. Absolutely, Kawhi Leonard did it exactly. But if the organization wanted to say you're not playing, you sh- you need you know then they c- don't you think they could do that too? Yes, it's a two-way street. You like, can't force surgery. I get that. But. Right. If the team doesn't want you to play, ultimately you're not going to play. Right. But if the if Kyrie Irving believes he is healthy enough to play and the team does not, that's a <laughs> scenario we really haven't ever seen. Yeah. It was the opposite with the Spurs and, and Kawhi Leonard. But it's I, I think it's it absolutely is the Nets' call. It's not just out of their hands like, oh, well, Kyrie, if you're ready, you're not. Well, it, does the team think they're ready? They're investing a max contract into this guy. Yeah. It's their call as well. You know, honestly, I'm looking at this, and I know the NBA is it's, it's a it's been a player-driven league for a long-ass time. But honestly, the way Anthony Davis is handling himself, the way Kyrie is handling himself, if guys, if players start following their lead, Eventually, that's going to change. Like teams are going to step forward and say, "Like we can't take, we can't deal with this bullshit." Or they'll they'll look at certain players and say, I, "It's just it's not, not worth the headache." It. Yeah. It's not because Kyrie has become too much of a headache for them. And I get it; it's a legitimate. I think it's a legitimate injury, but just the way it's being handled is just weird. And again, what is the injury? I don't even know what it is. It's is a, it's it a strain, or is it a tear? He's, he's got a, he's got bursitis, and and it's a shoulder impingement. I've seen. Uh, and I saw somewhere, I think Christian Winfield reported this. He talked to a doctor in New York Daily News. It was uh, that 
that there was it could lead to possible further injury of the rotator cuff based on so where things what are. What is the surgery though? Like he's saying he's considering surgery. If you have just a bursitis and a, an impin, what's an impingement? Just like a pinched nerve? I, I guess so. I don't know. So I don't. I don't know what. Like, okay, so I, but it could lead to further damage and further issue and a greater surgery. So what, I don't what, know. Inflammatory is not going to fix it's the all issue. It's vague and great bullshit with it this guy. It always is. It yeah. always is. But inflammatories don't fix the issue. They mask the issue. Right. So it's not important he plays this year. So I understand, like, hey, take your time. Like, we don't – this year's nothing to you. Basically, it's the same thing for Kevin Durant. He's not playing. So they have no aspirations to win. So take your time, Kyrie, whatever. I understand that. But if you're the Nets and Kenny Atkinson, and I don't know who their GM is, but you probably – no, Sean Marks, know that. Um, you, you bring this guy in, aren't you pissed that, hey, your one of your crown jewels, your franchise, a guy that's in all your advertising and marketing, <laughs> is now sitting out because he doesn't believe in anti-inflammatories or just chooses not to take it? Like, uh, I've never heard of that. Like, Yeah, it's weird, but I mean, there are guys that it's Eastern medicine. That's what I was, why did that, was it so hard for me to come up with? Some guys believe in Eastern medicine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, are you stunned that Kyrie doesn't uh, want to take p- pills? No. The anti-inflammatory. The most humane things that make us human. We lose track of sometimes. Like a pain tolerance. Uh, what the? F- what was that? Is that edited? No, that, that's real. The most humane things that make us human. We lose track of sometimes. You're he's losing a, track of him being a human. And he's humane a very things. talented basketball player, but I, I mean, and I really enjoyed watching him throughout his career. But I just can't, can't take it anymore. I'm done. I'm, I mean, I'm. It's just. It doesn't. It just seems so much like every time he opens his mouth that he wants to, like he wants things done right, but what he believes is right, his way or the highway, and that's it. And I understand getting burned sometimes in life. Like Kevin Durant, I'm sure he's gotten burned by people in the course of things, but he still does his shit at the end of the day. I feel like there's a difference, and Kyrie just doesn't fully get that. And he's and I think he thinks he's way smarter than he is. I think Kevin Durant does he a good job. He thinks he's an intellectual. Yes, I think Kevin Durant surrounds himself at least with people who are smart or smarter than him. I mean, that's the true sign of a real smart individual is that you surround yourself with very smart people. I don't. I think Kyrie always wants to be the smartest person in the room. Oh, and, if you're very much woke, there is no such thing as distraction. Oh, what the? Wh- <laughs> I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Honestly, when I play that clip, I it just all it says is literally Kyrie. Woke. I've never heard that cut, and Not, I love it. I never heard it either. Oh, if you're very much woke, there is no such thing as distraction. I've been. I, I look. I, he's not bugged me as much as most people, but man, and I have to write about him all the time for for uh, Netswire. I mean, that's my job is writing. Anytime Kyrie stuff comes up, yeah, yeah, yeah hold back a laugh over there, asshole. Um, but that's that's what I mean. He's, I, he's entertaining, man. You never know what to expect. You never. Him. I enjoy. And I I cover him objectively and everything. But Christ, it yeah, just, who cares? Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. It just a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I don't think he's dumb. It's just that he's smarter than he thinks. He's smarter than he is, and he just goes and says. You know what bothers me is that I think that they like like Celtics fans, right? They all wanted to work with him and everything. I think that there's more there. I think he is smart. I think he can yeah. do a lot of good things. I just don't think that he's gotten the guidance that he should have gotten. Does he come back to Boston again? Is there another trip back? Uh, uh, there is one in uh, March, and does he come back? I don't think he'll be ready by then because the way he was talking. <laughs> oh. No, I don't think it'll be ready. Are you serious? No, I'm dead serious. It's January 7th. He would have already been out, what, that'd be three and a half, four month mark? They said, I think wow, when he said he's it, been it a month he, and a half. he threw out two months. It's, been, it's almost been, his last game was November 14th. We're recording this on the 7th. So, yeah, almost two months. Wow. I, I think the way he said it was, it's going to be two months, possibly. Uh, with the cortisone thing, and then we'll reassess from there. I think he said a couple months. So ask me July first. Yeah, exactly. Ask him July first. But 
I mean, like Nets fans love him and everything like that. Do and, they really? Yeah, they do. I mean, oh. you're, you're right with the Nets stuff. Oh, I have do, to. Do yeah. fa- I mean, fans are probably excited or still in that honeymoon phase. Like, oh, we love Kyrie. Like, we're happy he's here. Right now, what I've seen is they're frustrated with the transparency of the organization and why they did not handle. Uh, why they haven't been more forthright or forthcoming with uh, with Kyrie's situation, with Levert's situation. Nick Claxton came out, came back, and there was n- no timeline really for any of these guys. I think the only one we got was Levert, and that was reported by Woj or Shams. I cannot remember. By the way, but Shams has had a Shams seems pretty excited about Dwight being back in the uh, the uh, was it the dunk contest. He's, they, he's yeah. back. Yes, he's back. Who is uh, Derek Rose? So did you see that tweet that I that I. Um, Quoted from Shams about Derrick Rose. No, I actually missed so it. So he's going to be in the skills challenge this year. I was going to say he can't not be in a dunk contest. No, but he said he the, way, the trampoline. The way the way he said it, the way Shams wrote it was like he's coming back. He'll he's making his return to Chicago. And I was like, damn, why, why would you word it like that? This is this just what a, what a dink. And it's, and it's like for the skills challenge. All right. <laughs> What's the point? Oh, I knocked down my iPad. Um, but anyway, uh, last thing before we get to uh, our, I guess. I guess it's me dearest mailbag thing. Uh, Zion. So he's supposedly back to practicing, doing five-on-five stuff, but... After they retaught him how to walk. Right, right, right. Paul, so, Paul Pierce I've, is not convinced by I've this, never but. heard of anything like that at all. No, but yeah, Paul Pierce is... I don't so know if he's just another Zion guy in general, but he's not buying... He's not taking away anything from Zion going back to practice because him, he himself... Has been in many practices, and he knows you don't really do jack shit in practice. So here's Paul Pierce. At this stage in the season, when you say practice, teams aren't really practicing. You're not going full speed like you went in training camp. So I'm trying to figure out what type of conditioning or practice we're talking about. From when I was there till now, the practices are just more like walkthroughs. It's not enough to get in shape to be ready for a game. Okay. That, I mean... But, but but like he's rehabbing right now. I don't understand. Yeah. Like it's a little bit of a different situation, don't you think? Well, they're talking about practice as opposed to like they would say like, oh, he looks great in the rehab sessions, like things like that. Like they're talking about him returning to like a team practice. Oh, okay, fine. It's nothing to me because it, yeah, he he's right. Like I've seen NBA practices and like this point in the season, like you might only have six seven guys like doing something. Oh yeah, they, I mean we, yeah, there's not. Like when when I go to the Celtics practice, there's guys doing extra work. Well, they're actually pretty motivated right now, doing extra work after practice. But it's a lot. It's all we don't get to see the the no. regular work that they're doing. No, no. Yeah, they're not. I mean, you got to take it easy because you're playing back to backs. And I mean, look at the Celtics have five games in seven days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, practice in the NBA is almost more for like keeping your skills sharp and like developing moves and. What stuff do I like what that. I really care really about, about like, is when yeah. do you think Zion's going to be back? Do oh, we think fuck, it's this I month? I have no idea. I you think it's gonna be, you don't think it's going to be this month possibly. I I don't know. I, He's you, not gonna be for the garden when the I, that's, that's so by. weird that it, they go from the story what two weeks ago saying they have to like reteach him how to walk and run to like evenly distribute his force correctly so he doesn't get hurt. Like that's a big concern. Like you yeah. think he's so powerful that his body can't hold it, so you have to reteach him how to do basic things, and now you're gonna put him back in a professional basketball game hmm. within like a month. So you put two it months? so so okay. I put it at like early March. Early March. I give it a month, two I months. I think they're going to rush it and do early February. Because you might only have one or two practices, like, legitimately per week in the yeah, NBA. So if you want four or five, that but could be— But they can get the coaches going with him, too, and he'll and he'll be easing his way back in. Well, he doesn't need no damn practice to get back in the games. <laughs> he should be on the floor now. If he's good enough and healthy enough to play now and they have no concerns, he would be on the court. That's the number one pick in the draft. He just needs you to only have, walk. You only have one of five years with him. I think it's five, right, for rookie deal, first-round pick. 
Yeah, five, you get five years for a first round pick, yep. four years for a second. Anyways, we get a fifth year option for first yeah, round fifth pick. year option. Yeah, you only have three three more years of control under him. Mm-hmm. I, do it. He's not going to resign in New Orleans. I don't. I don't uh, care what he is. Really, he could be Anthony Bennett. Come on, how many guys? Number one picks are going to go to a small market and stay. Giannis is saying he's going to do it. But I think he'll go to the Warriors eventually. Yeah, like eventually, it's, maybe it's eventually, very rare after. for those small market guys to, to stay there. Like Paul George said, he wanted to stay in Indiana, but like he knew he wanted to go to Cali. So you don't think he could possibly do it after that first contract and get that full max money? I'd, I he probably want to trade after rookie that. extension. I think guys would take that that super max or whatever it is for the smaller markets, and well, your original to market, I should say, that you get drafted to. And then you get traded from there. Well, Jamal was it Murray got uh he signed the extension, but I guess he's a little different. He's a seventh overall pick, right? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's a little different. But it's how much different? It's, uh, but that's only one guy though. Like, yeah. They're, like there are a lot of cases of like that's top five, top ten picks who just never get either their second contract or force a, their way out. Like Anthony Davis, like mm-hmm. he stayed there way longer than he probably should have. Like he got big time money, but he eventually got his way out of there. Like. I, I see Zion doing the same thing. If he's what everyone's hyping him up to be, why would he ever stay in New Orleans? I'm not. I honestly, that's way down I, the road. Totally I'm, catch me off guard. I'm going like five know. years down the line. Yeah, you're going way down the line. I don't. But he, he's. I don't know. Yeah, by then he's a Carolina guy. Maybe a, to the Charlotte Hornets. He's. He he's a kid now, and, and, and so he far must, you want to think you're going to stay, and then you get older, and then you realize I can make more money elsewhere, and all this stuff, blah blah blah, and other things become priorities. Yeah. I guess you could be right. I'm not there yet, though. No. Um, I, My point I, is you have the guy under control for a set period of time of five years as a first-round pick. Yeah, You're you lost it. year one, you, essentially. Yep, because we thought they were a playoff And then team. how many more years are you going to have him to where you're going to be competitive? Like, this is not a bad Pelicans team. I don't no. think it's all that bad. No, but— You they, add Zion Williamson, then you could be definitely a playoff you team. Need, well, you need him. Yeah. You, you're a playoff team with him, but you're not—no. You're not, um, no. You're vastly right now, different. Right, right now, you're not. Clearly not. Um, although Brandon Ingram wants to go and throw shade at Jalen Brown, and was it? I can understand him getting pissed at Ben Simmons. All of them getting extensions and everything. Um, before we wrap things up, though, we got to get to our Madeiras mailbag question. Uh, this comes from one of our uh, uh, one of our uh, top listeners, I guess. Whatever. Uh, at Phil Jago on Twitter, give this some thought. Is it a bad thing when Marcus Smart hits an early three ball? I say it is. That's Phil saying that. So what do you think, Ty? I, I think it is, too. <laughs> you play open gyms, and there's always one guy that when he gets hot in the open gym, he's the heat check guy. I was that guy. You, <laughs> you hit your first, and your eyes get green. You're like, this is going to be a good day for me. And then you start throwing up two, three, or four, because you're like, okay, I'm one or two. That's not bad. Mm. And then you miss your third. Okay, I'm one or three. I have my fourth, and I'm 50%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you literally think that every shot you're going to take is going to go in. Yeah, he's fearless. He has the most confidence for a guy who is like not that great offensively. Like he's still a good offensive, but much light years away from where he was his rookie year. For sure. Yeah. Like he's crafty as hell. Like, yep. He had a nice like spin move like out of nowhere against the Hawks. It was he beautiful. has some pretty good touch around the rim. But he's a guy who, if he hits his first, the second one's coming very soon. It if he like. hits one, hits like like you said, you can hit two. I, I mean, I can take two. I have a license to do that yeah. because because I'm fine. Well, be fifty percent. You know, I'm exactly. It's like, it's like house money if he makes one. It, no, no, exactly. no, 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 no. Not anymore. No, I, I have max. He should be taking ten shots a game when, and that's as long as Kemba, Jalen, Jason, and Gordon Hayward are all getting right. their fill. They should all be getting. Um, Three of them should be getting like 15 plus shots, and then one of them should be getting 12 at least, and then he can get his 10 shots. And I don't, he gets good looks, not as much now, but I mean, there was one at the end of the, what is the Bulls game? 
I can't remember. It was one of the. It was one of their recent wins, and I cannot remember what it was. But it, it was. I, I hadn't had that feeling in a long time. I was like, No, 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 Marcus, what are you doing? And he made it, and I was like, Oh, okay. But that's. I haven't had that happen in a while, it's just because he can't. He can't help himself anymore. So the the short answer to the question is, I would say yes. But I do think at the end of it all, that Smart's worth it in the end because defensively he's. As much as he's 6'4", he's one of the most versatile guys out there in the league. You, you just don't have many players who will do what he does or can't, excuse me, can do what he does. I think Marcus Smart can shoot from the outside. He can, I mean, he can. He, he can. I think he's... He literally can shoot the ball from the outside. <laughs> Whether he should at some point, that's a better question for, for not me, more for Brad Stevens. The, the eye thing, all like centered, like being banged up and now the eye stuff, he's gotten a lot worse and he, he should try and eat his, his way back in. Don't try and play. Like he said, when he said it, that when Kemba's out, I got to be more aggressive offensive. I was like, oh boy, this is gonna get this is gonna get a little wild because you just you're not you're not back at full strength. I would say yet. I don't. I think he's gonna take it's gonna take him time. And he's a guy who his offense takes a huge hit when he gets banged up. And unfortunately, the way he plays, he's kind always of he's always gonna be banged up. He's always gonna be banged yep. up in some capacity. But that's why you have the other four guys who usually will make up for things. Uh, anything else before we get going? No, I was going to be back. It's, oh, been, it's, it's been a while. Good to. Ha- I good feel like I'm here like here. once a month. It's it's uh, a little it's, odd. I think it's it, you know what? It's you and Matt are on together like once a month. That's really what it is. That's true. Yeah. Usually you get two episodes in, he gets two. I episodes I got something. In. He's got coaching. You know. We got yeah, stuff exactly. Going on, so. He's got a game tonight, and then I don't know what's going on for next week. Um, if the Celtics are playing on Tuesday. Then that's usually a good thing because that means that we can record on Wednesday and then the three of us will be together. Did you ask uh, Patrick Gilroy to come on? He's, it's been in the works for a while. What's going on with him? He has an open invitation on the show. He well, should, Gilroy, if you're listening, let's go. I've I've told him you can come on the sh- like whenever you want. But he he's it's a matter of how often he's in here and everything. Um, but yeah, Gilroy would be on for a regular episode. We have some other ones though that we want to do as guests, and we obviously we had the Javante Green thing that I did recently. Uh, Wiggy was on, but yeah, I got a couple other ones in the works. Hopefully, we ha- hoping to have one for you guys next week, but I'm not making any promises yet. Maybe, maybe making Ty, Matt, and I may be making a trip, a uh, short trip over the weekend. We'll see. No guarantees though. All right, we will talk to you guys again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 